Welcome to A Word Fitly Spoken, a podcast about Jesus, His Word, and our joy in following Him. I'm Michelle Leslie. And I'm Amy Spreeman. Listeners, have you heard about the upcoming documentary called The Essential Church? It is a feature-length documentary about the persecuted church. And the film isn't out yet, but it will be soon. And it explores the struggle between church and government throughout history. And it features multiple countries and those who've sacrificed their lives for what they believe in. It also features a very recent example of church versus government during the COVID restrictions, which spotlighted Grace Community Church, led by Pastor John MacArthur. Now, let's take a listen to the trailer. God's truth is enduringly true throughout all the generations. It transcends culture. The church is always going to be an embattled people. If it's swimming with the tide, it's not being the church of Jesus Christ. Look to the past, learn from the past because the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. China has more than 200 confirmed cases of coronavirus, it's called. The entire state of California ordered to stay at home. That's 40 California years. has some of the strictest policies leveled against churches. Gavin Newsom's executive order threatens jail time and a $1,000 a day fine. Government That's stopping people from going to church, Dr. Fauci. When I went into the White House, when I sat in on the task force meetings, was a shocking level of gross incompetence. The mortality rate from the virus was 0.2%, near 99.8% survival, rather than the 3 or 4% mortality that the, the people were saying at the time. The culture and the understanding of the people of Grace Church has always been, not only do you obey government, but you honor government. Thousands of people in the streets, but you can't have church. The hypocrisy of letting people riot it helped us all understand one thing. This is not what they say it is. By meeting, we're testifying the government has no jurisdiction here. I was arrested and driven to a maximum security prison. The government has obviously uh, turned up the heat on churches. My daddy. <laughs> when the churches fall silent, the only religion left is the state. We needed to make a biblical statement because we always put ourselves under the authority of the Word of God. L.A. County threatened Pastor John MacArthur with jail time and arrest. We were going to be sued. They wanted Grace Church shut down. We wanted to go on the offensive and attack the health order as unconstitutional. This wasn't about health and safety. This was all about control and opposition to religious freedom. As the government gets more corrupt and more corrupt, snitches get rewards. Its totalitarian control has to increase. And you have to have a mask on. And as they shut down any attacks against them, this is not about freedom or personal choice. The last thing standing is going to be the church. The film is from Grace Productions, and that is a department within Grace Community Church. And with us is our special guest film director, Shannon Halliday, who is here to tell us all about it and why it's essential that your church see it. Shannon, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role in the Essentials Church? Oh, well, great. Thanks for having me on. Yes. Um, it's a joy to be able to talk to you ladies about this project. Um, yeah, so... 
Um, I uh, am a creative director and essentially I'm uh, my background is writing, directing. Um, and I came on during the COVID era time and we started kind of new projects and um, more narrative based media that we started to push out. And this was a project that we got greenlit um, and uh, we pitched it to John MacArthur and some of the elders who uh, oversee this uh, department. And um, and we got a greenlit. And so uh, we thought it was just such an interesting story and that it's something that we should document. Um, because at the time we weren't really documenting things um, about it, you know, um, internally, and we thought, you know, we need to get on this because this is an important an important event. Um, yeah, and so after we got it greenlit, we started um, putting things together, and I, I I wrote a script the best you can write in a documentary, uh, you know, because you're interviewing people and you're you're seeing um, what the story is and you're researching it, and we discovered all sorts of things and. One of the things that I really wanted to put in the documentary is that though we cover our story and it's it's about us and what we went through with our legal battle, or that's what happens at least, what it's about is kind of, the, it's really this ancient conflict that has been go- going on since the garden uh, when Adam sinned and decided to be autonomous from God. And, um, you know, that's when uh, this 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 desire, well, Satan has always been trying to usurp uh, Christ from his church. And that conflict, as we see through the Bible, uh, you know, that there's this conflict between state, the government, and uh, and the church. And you can go all the way back to the Exodus, and you just follow that through the Bible and then into church history, and you see all these examples. So we really get into the church history aspect of it as well. Um, we were able to travel to Scotland, where a lot of our church history events that we focus on that kind of parallel our story. Um, we were able to go out there and that was a great time and, uh, and tell this story. So um, yeah, we're, we're really looking forward to finishing this up and sending it out to the world. That's really great. Um, so like we, you know, we've already touched on a little bit when we hear the title, the essential church, you know, I, like we've said, a lot of our listeners and, you know, we're all talking about it. We're, we're going back to the, the COVID era of just a few years ago. I don't, if it was really an era or not, but, uh, uh, you know, the, the government of the United States and in other countries was kept trying to shut down every business and organization that wasn't quote unquote, essential. And we heard pastors and churches say this over and over, church is essential. So, you know, as you, can you tell us a little bit more about what the essential church is about? Maybe some more of the specific stories that are involved in, uh, in, in the uh, documentary. Yeah. So uh, would you like me to focus on the church history aspect or our story specifically? Uh, maybe just touch on all of the the uh, stories that are included a little bit. Yeah. So one of the things that, um, you know, I learned so much when I started um, making this film and I had to research it is one of the the folks that I learned about were called the Covenanters. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the Covenanters no. uh, in Scotland. So they were in the 1600s and um, it was in 1637 that there was this conflict that started to arise because Charles I was essentially saying that he was going to be the head of the church and that he was giving them guidelines, essentially, of how church was going to be conducted and they needed to do these things. And some of the things that he was asking for wasn't necessarily immoral. 
Um, they would be amoral things, but there was a principle behind it that was that they were uncomfortable with is that the king, a human king can be a member of the church, but he can't be the head of the church. And so um, that really metastasized because that conflict got worse and worse. And there were even civil wars in the nation over it. And then we have um, Charles II after Charles I goes away. Um, <laughs> Charles II comes in and, uh, you know, he he tries to do the same thing. And it's a time in history that's called the Great Ejection. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Mm -mm. Yeah, that's when over 2,000 ministers were ejected from their pulpits because, again, Charles II, with a revised Book of Common Prayer that was going to tell them how to worship, some of those things not necessarily bad, but they are like, we can't agree to this. You, that's not your authority. That's not your jurisdiction to do that. So that is kind of a broad view without going into the details and giving away too much of what you'll see in the movie, but that's kind of a broad view of the church history that we we focus on. And it's really interesting, and this necessar isn't necessarily in the documentary, but what I learned is, you know, you always hear people say, you know, America was birthed out of a Judeo-Christian worldview. Um, yeah, and I, yeah. I always went along, and I was like, yeah, of course, you know, they, there's principles in the Bible that go along, and I just kind of, yeah, okay, I get that, I, I believe that. But then when I studied what was going on in the 1600s, I saw that actually what happened was they they really did flesh out these ideas. And they really had to understand what is the jurisdiction of the church, that sphere of authority, and the sphere of authority of the government. And they had to really work through that biblically and figure out why they can say the church and the state should actually be separate. And it was through like 150 years of just bloodshed that then we get to when we actually now, because we have, uh, you know, the pilgrims were coming out from that, escaping persecution and bringing these ideas to America. And even all of the men who signed the Constitution of the United States, though they may not be believers, were all influenced by this thing that really just happened in Scotland and, and uh, England. Um, so these ideas and these concepts were really fresh in their minds. So when they formed our government, it was really formed out of that 200 years of, of conflict of the church and the state and figuring that out before. And I didn't know that before I got to this. Again, that's not necessarily something in the documentary, but that's just something I thought, oh, that's so interesting. You know, how much, like, it's it's funny because atheists will go to courthouses to remove the Bible, like, you know, and say that's, you know, that's a, a violation of separation of church and state. Meanwhile, the only reason they know what the separation of church and state is comes from concepts taught from the Bible. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> they don't even have that concept without the Bible. Um, yeah. So it's, it's anyway, it's fascinating. So anyway, um, that's a church history aspect of it. And then with our story, um, I just think that it, I think the most interesting part about our story, I think some people will find the legal aspect of it uh, interesting. And it definitely is. And we get in, we talk to our lawyers and we interview our lawyers and talk about their strategy and their victories and losses and, um, and all of that. But I think the most fascinating thing for me is how really our leadership, um, they weren't unanimous at the beginning. They were unanimous in saying, okay, the government is warning us as like there's a hurricane coming and we should go to our basement or we're all going to die, right? So we should <laughs> heed their warning. And so they did heed their warning. But then going from that time of, yes, let's heed their warning, let's shut down for a temporary time to, okay, now it's indefinite. 
but some elders aren't sure what whether they agree and their their disagreements on Romans 13 and what submitting to the government means and what it doesn't. And that takes us back to the 1600s where they were wrestling with that same thing. How come I can tell the king to go to say to him, no, you're welcome to be a member, but you can't be the head. Mm. And ever, you, you don't ever have that authority. How come we can say that? And so that was something our elders had to wrestle with. So the, really in the first act of the film, you know, we have a, an elder board that is not united and they have to become united. And there are there. It's an interesting story. And it's 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 bittersweet. Let me just put it that way. You'll have to watch the documentary, but it is. <laughs> well, we plan to and we plan to uh, alert our listeners to this, too. I think the history is so fascinating. I I know all about, you know, King Henry VIII and, and what he had to do to become head of the church. And it's not good. But Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. Very interesting. But let's go back to your leadership. And, you know, everybody um, now knows who, if they didn't know before, you know, outside folks, um, they know who John MacArthur is. And, you know, I've heard a few skeptics, and I know, Michelle, you have, who say this movie movie is going to be all about hero worship of John MacArthur. You get that all the time, I imagine. How would you respond to that? And who else is in the movie? Yeah, well, I'd say that probably some people are confused by that because, I mean, we do respect our pastor quite a bit. He's been yes. here for 50 years, and he's been very faithful, and he's a, a very good shepherd who's always looked out for us um, and has never shied away from protecting us and teaching us how to discern. I mean, our shepherd, uh, our pastor, teaches us how to be good Bereans. He teaches us how to study the Bible for ourselves. He doesn't say just listen to him. So we yeah. respect him for that. So I can see how some people would be confused by our respect as him being a hero um, uh, or or th that this story is about him. And it's not. Um, he's a character in this story and he's he's part of the church and he's a, a big character in this story because he's part of leadership. But we have other people that are in this because we're we're also not only looking at church history, and also telling the story of how that relates to us as well, presently through our legal battle. But we go globally, um, and the way we show that is we go up to Canada, and we um, interviewed James Coates and another gentleman, Tim Stevens. I don't know if you uh, heard of Tim Stevens as well, and mm -hmm. tell their story, how they had to deal with the same thing, because this was going on globally. And honestly, this could we could have made this a series because you could go to all the different countries because I've talked to people from South Africa. I've talked to people in New Zealand and they all it, it was a global effort to shut right. down the church. Now, I, yeah. I know that that's the people who are doing that. Maybe that wasn't necessarily what they were thinking. But we know as Christians that there's a bigger picture and there's, you right. know, all of this is downstream from spiritual warfare, from theology, from lies and truth. And um, we know that things don't just happen uh, randomly, that it's we know that this is there was a plan behind this. And um, yeah. yeah, and there was a global uh, not only shutdown of businesses and all sorts of other horrible things that affected people and put people out of work and starvation, but they were shutting down the church. And some places have, have still made their emergency uh, emergency orders permanent. Like that's something that yeah. they're fighting for in South Africa right now. I don't know. Recently, I know they had a court um, hearing. And I, I'm not sure what the outcome was, 
but they're fighting for that because their government wants to make their emergency orders permanent. So they at any time don't need any um, any okay or no checks and balances. And all they have to do is switch, flip the switch and they shut down the church or anything mm. that they want. So uh, and it's, it's really interesting times. So yeah, we, we look at the story globally. We go to other pastors globally, primarily Canada. And then we have a uh, special guest like Vody Bauckham. Um, and, um, and then we have our elder board. Um, yeah. So there's quite a few people that speak into this. Oh, that sounds great. I, I'm, I'm excited to see it more and more as I hear you tell about it. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, you know, one of the main objections that we heard, even from professing Christians about churches holding services in person is that it was not quote unquote, loving your neighbor to open up the church. We all remember that. Uh, you know, they would say that loving your neighbor meant shuttering the church and holding services online. So how does the movie ad- address that objection of, you know, this is not loving your neighbor to stay away from church? Yeah. Well, there's two ways. There, the first is a very objective way. And that the, the idea that the, I, the store, the, the narrative behind uh, you have to shut everything down or you're going to kill people isn't actually objectively true. Right. (laughs) Imagine not. (laughs) So um, we do objectively go into it scientifically. Some of the gentlemen that we interview, I didn't mention this, but now that we're talking about this, it actually makes sense is I'm, I interviewed Scott Atlas. I don't know if you're familiar Mm -hmm. with him, but he was Mm -hmm. actually invited onto the task force um, of the Trump administration during COVID. And, um, he was brought on a little bit later and he, uh, you know, he got into it with Fauci and Burks and eventually had to resign. So I have an insider scoop on that and how he, how he came to the conclusion objectively that the policies that they were putting in place, um, were completely incorrect and actually costing lives, not saving lives. Mm-hmm. So, it's not loving your neighbor to live by lies. So there's right. that aspect of it, right? Um, and that's something we address. But there, beyond that, it's not loving your neighbor to shut down the church um, because we go into the ministry of the church. Not only right. what the church does with its own members, but <laughs> that um, it is salt and light in this world. And as you unfold that, you realize how unloving it would be to shut down the church. Um, And I I think that folks that say that don't understand the value of the church um, and uh, and what the ministry does for one another, as well as the surrounding area. Um, Mm -hmm. It is a it is a it is salt and light against evil. And that has an effect on society. Yeah, it does. Um, another a fascinating um, issue with this, uh, many Christians we heard, uh, you know, they raised these issues during COVID that, well, you know, it, it's God's command to us in Romans 13 to obey the government. Um, how does the Essential Church film deal with that issue? Yeah, so we show that there, there really, it is true that we need to obey the government, but it, there actually is a, it is there is a qualifying element to that that the government is not asking us to do something that God has commanded us to do that they're not forbidding us to do something that God has commanded us to do. So um, it's one thing to submit to the government 
um, in the civil sphere, if you will. But when they enter into the church sphere, they have no authority. And I mean, you look at when Jesus says to the coin, we always look at the coin and say, when Jesus is talking about the coin, he looks and he says, whose who's, uh, face is on this? Right. And they either. And he says, give unto Caesar what is Caesar's and then give unto God what is God's. And we, I think even I, up to this COVID thing, thought, well, he's talking about taxes. We need to be good citizens and pay our taxes. But he's also making another point. There is a separation. He's saying, this is, this is of the world, but God's is over here. And there is a separation there. So you don't give what is God's to Caesar's. He didn't say that. He said you give unto God what is God's. So um, we do get into the theological aspect of that. And it's very interesting because we are able to briefly show an evolution of that with one of our elders. Um, And he kind of shows his discovery that, you know, I've been uh, ignoring the other side of the coin when it comes to Romans 13. and so uh, that's another way that we address it. We show the evolution even in our own leadership. Oh, that's fascinating. I, you know, that's such an important discussion to have because we always want to be sure that we're in obedience to Scripture, but we have to handle Scripture rightly so that we can be properly in obedience to it and not mishandling it. Um, so that's that sounds like that that's one reason why it would be good for our listeners to, to see the essential church. Why would you say it's essential for our listeners to see the essential church? Yeah, I would say um, to fortify yourself. We're always to fortify ourselves with the truth whenever we have a chance. So I think that that's a benefit. And then for those who are kind of on the fence, you know, they should be seeking the truth. They should be seeking it and understanding it so that they can be fortified for the future in their local body and be able to do the right thing when this happens again, because it will, if there's anything, anything that we've seen over and over again, even like I said, I started with Exodus, (laughs) you know, uh, that the state was saying, no, you can't do it. You cannot go have a retreat with God out in the desert. You have to stay here. And he's saying, let my people go. You listen to me. You don't listen to the state. You obey me um, rather than man. So we need to understand why we can say that. And this this movie is a springboard into further conversation for it. I wouldn't say that this movie is a comprehensive thesis paper on it. It's a movie. It's a story. And it touches on these subjects and we go into them. But it's going to encourage others to be like, that's true. And I need to study more on that so that I can be fortified in the future and when this happens again, we do the right thing and we don't shut down our church. Yeah, I think it's essential for uh, all Christians, all all Christian leaders, for sure, to be able to have these discussions and say, you know, what happens if, and it's not even if anymore, it's when, uh, it, as we can see the times uh, grow darker. But of course, now uh, we all want to know when will this film, The Essential Church, release and how can our listeners see it? And will it be in movie theaters nationwide or is it special showings? Yeah, so we are looking at July 23rd, Mm. July 23rd for select theater release, just a few select theaters, and it'll also be airing in churches that day. So to find out where those select theaters are or a church near you that might be showing it, uh, you can go to EssentialChurchMovie.com, EssentialChurchMovie.com, and you can subscribe and you'll get all the updates 
of where it's going to be and all the releases. And then in August, it will be released worldwide on many platforms and streaming and things like that. Um, but July 23rd is our first day where we're going to have our, our opening night, if you will. And it's, it's on a Sunday. So Sunday night, folks can go watch this movie. And uh, July 23rd is a very special date. And uh, you'll have to see the movie to know exactly why, because I don't want to give it away. <laughs> okay, we won't <laughs> give it away either. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say All this. Right. I'll say this much. July 23rd is when our elders voted to um, unite around the statement, Christ, not Caesar, is the head of the church. But there's more to it than that. Okay. So it's it's very interesting. (laughs) Wow. All right. You heard it, listeners, July 23rd and then August, you know, worldwide release and everything. So mark your calendars and, uh, and get ready to go see that. And Shannon, do you have any suggestions for our listeners who would like to encourage their pastors or their, maybe their whole church to see the movie? Um. I think that the, the biggest thing would be to go to the website and subscribe, and then you can get all that information because that's where um, churches are going to be listed. But they can also apply and they can become one of those churches that show on the 23rd. Um, so they can, we have a packet that we'll send out, and there's this whole media packet, and they can actually show it to their church on the 23rd. Um, so if they'd like to participate in that worldwide, they can go to essentialchurchmovie.com and subscribe and get further information on that. Uh, there's so many things that uh, we'd love to talk about with as far as persecution and what's to come and what's been. But Shannon, is there anything that you would like to share with our listeners that perhaps we didn't ask you about or any closing thoughts? Um, well, you know, I think that... Uh, And on a personal note, I'm really excited at what we're doing here at Grace Productions. It's a new venture for us. We've always been involved in media, but um, I don't know if we've ever, I don't think we've, well, we've never made a documentary, a feature Mm -hmm. film, and then released it like we're doing. This is new ground for us, and and we want to do more of that. We want to, you know, when I was interviewing uh, Pastor John, it was amazing. I got to interview him like six different times and just sit with him for four, you know, three to four hours a session and just talk to him about his life, about his ministry and everything. And one of the things he said, and he got this from his dad, is that they always understood the value of media. So his dad was in radio and then John got involved in radio with Grace to You, and he sees the value in that. And really, you know, if you look back at church history, you look at Martin Luther, he had the new technology of his day was the Gutenberg press. Yes. It was an amazing technology and he leaned into it. He he put all of his pamphlets on there and he sent those pamphlets out all over Europe. And the truth of the gospel spread like wildfire because he used the technology of the day. Well, our technology of the day is, you know, it's even more magnified than that. It's not just a printing press, but it's it involves this technology as well as storytelling and filmmaking and putting it all out there on an app to push out into the world for the glory and fame of our King. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and so if you want to remember to pray for us on this new venture to that, the Lord could use it to his glory um, and, and that we can, you know, find partners 
that will help us in that as far as resources and um, just getting the word out like you ladies um, to get the word out about what we're doing. And and they can continue to learn more about that. Again, they can go to EssentialChurchMovie.com where they can learn what they need to pray for us, how they can donate if they choose to do that or anything like that. So um, we need, if we want to do what we want to accomplish in the future, we're going to need help. So getting the word out is going to be essential. Well, listeners, you heard him. Go ahead and start sharing this podcast episode all over the place. Share it with your pastor, share it with your church, share it with your social media friends and your family and help get the word out. And let's pray for these brothers and sisters that are working on this project as well. I am really, really looking forward to to this movie coming out and to more great projects from y'all coming in the future. So thank you so much. It's been so great to have you on the show today, Shannon. And we will add all of the essential links. Thanks for the Essential Church in the show notes. But uh, would you like to tell us one more time where listeners can go to find out more about the movie and how they can see it when it's released and any other information they'd like to know? Absolutely. You can go to EssentialChurchMovie.com and you can subscribe and you can actually become a super fan if you subscribe and you'll get donate. You'll get updated on free um, behind the scenes interviews and Q and A's. In fact, we are having one. We, I don't know the date yet, but we're going to have a Q and A with Jenna Ellis, our lawyer. I don't, you're familiar with her. Yes. Um, sometime, I don't know the exact date yet, but if you subscribe, you can actually see that and only subscribers can see that. So, um, yeah, uh, June 20, J- July 27th, June 27th okay. is we're going to do a Q and A with Jenna Ellis. So, um, Yeah, there's all sorts of great benefits like that. Go to EssentialChurchMovie.com and you can learn all about it. And thank thank you so much for having me on. It's been such a blessing. I love your podcast and what you're doing. Oh, thank you, Shannon. That's so nice and encouraging. (laughs) Yes. Yes, thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us all about the Essential Church today. We really appreciate it. Yes, thank you, Shannon. Thank you. Well, Michelle, I don't know about you, but I can't wait to go see the Essential Church in August. And uh, anything we can do to see the previews ahead of time in uh, July would be great, too. How about you, listeners? What are you most looking forward to about the Essential Church? Well, you can head on over to our Facebook, Instagram, or our Twitter page and leave a comment on the post for this episode just to let us know. And you can find all the direct links for our social media pages, along with lots of other great resources and links for Essential Church of course, on our website, a wordfitlyspoken.life. And until next time, don't just see the movie. Make sure church is essential to you and walk worthy. 